Hello and welcome to the Rise Empire podcast. I'm your host, Joe Phoenix. I'm a master mindset and manifestation coach, kundalini yogi, and your new spiritual bestie, helping you reclaim your sovereignty and tap into your full potential so you can live your most tuned in and turned on life. Here, we'll talk about all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for all the juicy conversations, inspiration, tips, tricks, and motivation to get your week started right. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Rise Empire podcast. This episode is a pretty monumental one because it is our first ever episode with a guest. It's our first ever interview, and I am so excited to be introducing you to one of my dear friends, Andrew Bowling. I have known him for half of my life. It's kind of insane to think about it that way. In this episode, we are talking about spirituality, his spiritual journey, which has been pretty insane, and his number one piece of advice for anybody who is starting out on their spiritual journey. And I do want to go ahead and insert a trigger warning here because there are topics in this episode that we talk about that might be a little traumatizing, might re-traumatize some of our listeners, and I don't want to do that. It involves abuse and losing a limb. Now is your time to opt out of this episode if you feel like those topics would be triggering for you. I am super excited, and without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Okay, so I have Andrew Bowling with me here today, and the way that we met was pretty interesting, right? Like, I've known you for 15 years, almost 15 years, maybe, like half of my life. I would say it's been 15 years, yeah. It's been a very long time. We met on MySpace, of all things. My family was moving to New Mexico, or planning on moving to New Mexico, and I wanted to be sure that I had friends over there before I moved. So (laughs) I found Andrew online on MySpace back in the day. And we pretty instantly became really good friends. Ended up maybe seven years ago losing contact. And then how he came back into my world was very, very synchronistic. And honestly, like you can't make this stuff up. So I saw your name or your tag on Instagram pop up on a post from an account that I follow. And I was like, there is no way That is Andrew Bowling with the same tag that he's had since I very first met him. And it was, it was absolutely the same tag. (laughs) It was the same person. So I was like, I wonder what this guy is up to now. Turns out he's been on this entire journey that really has very much mirrored my spiritual journey in many aspects. And that was really, really interesting to me. So I reached out to him and was just like, hey, like, I'm super proud of you. You look like you've come a long way just to kind of reconnect. And after I messaged him, I got this intuitive little nudge to invite him on the podcast. It said, invite him on the podcast. And I said, I don't even have a podcast. Well, now I have a podcast. So pretty much Andrew was the catalyst for this entire podcast, and I am very grateful for him coming back into my world in the way that he did. And today we're going to talk about spiritual journeys, getting started on your spiritual journey, and what advice he has for you, because he has had this incredible journey. He's got 
multiple degrees. One is in religion. So there's so much information and so much knowledge that we can gain from Andrew. So I'm just going to turn it over to him for a little while. Let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about his story. All right. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so stoked to be on this podcast, to be on this journey. And it's so great to be reconnected with Joe again after, like she said, seven years and just the synchronicity around all of it. So I'm really happy to be on here today. So yeah, my name is Andrew Bowling. I hold a master's degree in holistic psychology and a bachelor's degree in religious studies. And the catalyst for me obtaining those degrees actually occurred over 10 years ago when I was stabbed in the eye. So interestingly enough, I think the last time I saw you in person, Joe, was like three months before that happened. It was 2012. I want to say like the spring of 2012 was the last time I'd seen you in person. And in June of 2012, I was drinking at the bars in downtown Albuquerque. My friend lived nearby, so I was going to just walk back to his house. And they were like, oh, we're going to go to an after party. I was like, okay, cool. I'm tired. You know what I mean? I just want to go home, crash out. So I'm walking back from the bars. And the last thing I remember is some car just speeding down the street, right? It was like a low rider with like the big old rims. And I don't know if it was them to this day. I still don't know what happened, but I shouted, slow down, right? And I woke up two hours later, covered in blood with my eye the size of a golf ball. Yeah. And that was probably the most intense experience I've ever had in my life. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to gather myself. I'm crying. I'm screaming. I'm trying to get anyone to hear me. Luckily, the house I was dropped off in front of or found myself in front of either one her AC happened to be broken that night. So her window was open by the grace of God. So she heard me yelling. She ends up calling the cops and then the cops end up calling the ambulance. While I'm in the ambulance is when I had my first near death experience, my first out of body experience. So let me preface real quick that growing up, I grew up Catholic. My stepfather was a Buddhist. So I had a pretty wide range when it came to religion and spirituality. I also grew up in Taekwondo and my sensei was a Buddhist. So, I mean, I was pretty exposed to spirituality from different ends of the spectrum, both Eastern and Western. But by that time, you know, I was 20 years old. All I cared about was partying and girls. (laughs) I didn't have much faith in God. I would say I was an agnostic, not quite an atheist, but agnostic. And so when that happened, I knew I couldn't have made it up. So back to the story. I'm in the ambulance, my soul, my consciousness literally steps out of my body and I can see myself getting operated in the ambulance. I can turn this day, I can remember what I was wearing, what all the EMTs were doing, just them cutting open my shirt, you know, covered in the blood. And I wasn't scared. I was not scared at all. It felt as natural as breathing just to be looking at my body. I felt so at peace. Just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like it was so normal. Like that was the most bizarre part of it. It was how normal it felt. So I turn around, there's no space and time really, but I turn around and I see, you know, like in the movies, like in the cartoons, that bright blue whitish tunnel just opens up and I'm just like, well, let's see what's on the other side, right? We're about to to mess around and find out. (laughs) So, so I drift in, I drift into this tunnel. And when I come out the other side, I'm just bathed in infinite golden light, infinite, just like a sea of golden liquid. I can't 
there's no words, right? I'm going to try my best to describe it, but words won't do it justice. But just picture like you're in an ocean, but the ocean is made of liquid gold. And that gold also nourishes your spirit. And it's just like the infinite light of the infinite God just mm, overwhelming me. And I'm just bathing in this for what felt like an eternity, honestly. Like, I mean, time did not exist. It felt it could have been a million years for all I knew. And so I'm just vibing out, you know, feeling that bliss, feeling one with the entire universe. And then there was like, you know how when you're in a dream, how it kind of skips and you're not sure how it skipped. You're not sure how you got there. So it skipped. So it went from me being in this golden liquid light to all of a sudden I'm in this beautiful rainforest. I don't know if you've ever seen Avatar, but it's like Pandora times 10. The waterfalls and fairies and just all these beautiful magical creatures and then angels. Okay. Like these beautiful winged, magnificent beings. And we're in this field, we're in this clearing in the middle of the forest. And I can see, I can still imagine that waterfall behind me. And we're just talking, we're just having a conversation. And while I don't remember every single word, basically the gist of it was, Andrew, you were sent here for a purpose. You were sent to earth for a purpose. You haven't been living up to that purpose. You've been chasing women. You've been partying. You've been living a life of ignorance and sin, for lack of a better word, living in Maya, living in the matrix. And the angels were like, you have two options, essentially. And I hope I don't lose a lot of Christian listeners on this one, but reincarnation is, is real. <laughs> reincarnation exists. That's just what I was told. Don't shoot the messenger. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm sitting there talking to these angels. And basically the deal was, you can stay here with us. You can stay here in heaven and paradise, but eventually you'll have to be reincarnated. You haven't finished your lessons and you'll have to go back into the matrix, back to earth, back into the third dimension. And you're going to have to repeat these lessons until you get them right. Or, <laughs> or you can go back or you have the option to go back. You can alleviate your karma. You can preach the word of God and you can let people know that there's more existence, that there's something after death. So as much as I sometimes regret that decision, the earth is a pretty hard experience. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be preaching my message of spirituality. So I can keep going with my story if you'd like, or we can interject. Yeah. So after this near-death experience and you got these messages and you had this beautiful experience and then you got called out, and you were told you can either come back. Well, e either way, you were going to come back, right? You were going to come back now or you were going to come back later. And you chose to come back now. After all of that happened, like what were the next steps for you? Like, was that when you started studying religion or where did that fall into play? Yeah. So long story short, I ended up moving back in with my mom because I, was, I couldn't even take care of myself physically for about three months. You know what I mean? I was pretty helpless. So I moved back in with my mom and my mom was worried about me. And I think she thought I was crazy. I mean, I, I don't know, I, for lack of a better word, I honestly think she thought I had just kind of lost it because the first thing I did when I got back to earth was everyone, there's life after death. Like I wanted to scream it from the mouth. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> my eyes swollen as a golf ball. I can't, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't even, but all I want to do is talk about the afterlife and God. And so I think my mom thought from, you know, a Western perspective, like Andrew's nuts, like 
he's traumatized, something happened, which is fair, you know, on the outside looking in, I can imagine, you know, being worried at your kid, whatever. So the catalyst was she sent me to a couple of different therapists and psychiatrists. I remember being on the chair talking to these therapists and they're like, well, you know, you, you should be grieving and you should be sad. And, you know, losing a limb is like losing a loved one is what they told me. Like, this is a big event. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, like, God exists, like there's an afterlife, like, what do you, like, I'm not sad. I'm not tripping. Like, right. it's like beautiful. you gained so much more than you lost in that moment. So much more, so much more. And so she brought me to a couple of different ones. Some are more understanding than others, but all of them kind of had this general message where they've been programmed by Western science. Like they, like materialism, there is no God. It's just science, 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 right? So they just really couldn't understand where I was coming from. And sadly, I will admit the reason I'm finally coming out with my story is because for the longest time, I just didn't talk about it. I mean, I was like, people just think I'm crazy. People dismiss it. You got the Christians who don't believe in reincarnation, so they don't want to hear me. You've got the scientists who believe in materialism, so they don't want to hear me. So I was like literally jammed in this spot where I'm like, no one cares. No one wants to listen. I am going to go and get my degrees. I am just going to go prove everyone wrong. You know, my young, naive 20-year-old self was just going to conquer the world, right? (laughs) I'll show you guys. I will show you. I was going into my junior year. I had already done all my prereqs. And I'd switch majors a couple of times. I actually studied economics and finance before. So that's why I'm big on crypto. We can get into a conversation about that later. So I switched over to psychology and I started taking my psychology classes. And then I talked to an advisor and I'm like, hey, like I want to minor in religion. He's like, dude, you can just double major for three more classes. I was like, bet. All right, let's do that. So (laughs) I'm like, let me combine science and spirituality and go on this very long and arduous journey. And that somewhat brings us to where we're at now. Yeah. So (laughs) combining science and spirituality, like that is something that I am very passionate about to you because, you know, I'm huge on spirituality and manifesting and creating your life and the human mind and why we behave the way that we do. And you have also been a therapist in this journey. So let's talk about your perspective with, I guess, with your patients, how, because you've experienced therapy on both sides as a patient and as a therapist. So what are your views on therapy? Wow. What a loaded question, right? It is. Uh, that's a whole podcast. <laughs> it is. Um, let me be as succinct as possible. Look, if therapy's worked for you, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. That's great. You know, on my journey to becoming a therapist, they made me it was part of my curriculum like I had to go to therapy on my own personal journey and it made me worse why is because I had already given it up to God right I had given up to a higher power and my perspective was they wanted me to keep wallowing in it they wanted me to keep let's keep digging there's more in there that's more like they wanted to keep digging and picking and I'm like I really am at peace but if you want to talk about my childhood like let's go I mean I I had been sexually abused. I'd been mentally abused. I had grown up with an alcoholic stepfather. I mean, growing up in the hood in the South side of Albuquerque. So, I mean, I had my fair share of trauma and I was over it. I know some people call that spiritual bypassing, which I understand. But when I look back, I'm like, I could have avoided that. And then being on the other side of therapy as a therapist, working with clients, 
I noticed that that God aspect, that spirituality aspect was the biggest determiner. And there's studies to support this. Biggest determiner of success in therapy is what you believe in. If you have a higher power, if you have a sense of connection to the divine, to God, to spirit, whatever you call it, the universe. And I would notice that the clients who had that connection, no matter what it looked like, right? right. No matter if they were Jewish, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist, if they had that connection, they were just more successful naturally. They, they had something to work for that was higher than themselves and beyond themselves. And then the clients that didn't, well, they were a little bit harder to work with. I mean, I could see why like that would feel a little bit helpless if you don't believe in God or a higher power. So, but as far as the mental health field goes, I definitely think that this is not advice. Again, do what you need to do. But I think it's just, it's a lot of snake oil salesmen. There's a lot of horrible therapists out there that really just want your money. So they're going to keep picking at you and picking at you. And, oh, we need to explore that. Oh, we need to explore that. Do you really like, you know, so there's that aspect. And then there's the aspect of most of them don't combine God or spirituality. I mean, there's maybe a very small percentage of therapists who do that. And then to top it all off, we've got big pharma and the insurance companies with their hand in everything, everything, guys. I cannot tell you. I mean, because I would hang out with the billing people and they're just like, this person's not getting paid. This insurance didn't come through. Blah. Like they will do anything to not pay up the insurance company. I mean, there's, they're evil, bro. Like I can say that they are literally evil. They do not care about us. They will do anything they can not to pay. And then you've got the big pharma, right? Oh, take a pill, take this, take that million side effects. Oh, can't sue us though. That's your fault. We put the disclaimer. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mess, you know, it's a bit of a mess, which is why I am stepping more into this coaching space yes. because there's a lot more freedom. I get to combine spirituality, manifestation, law of attraction, all the woo woo stuff that Western medicine doesn't want to touch. And that's why I'm on this journey now. So thank you for that question, Joe. That's amazing because coaching isn't therapy. Coaching is more goal oriented or future oriented or present moment oriented than therapy is, which was more past oriented. And like you said, picking, picking, picking at the past and trying to dig things up. And the thing about the subconscious mind is that our nervous system and our body is part of the subconscious. And the things that we store in our subconscious mind, we also store in the body. So you don't actually have to access it mentally. You don't have to access all of these memories and all of these traumas that happened in order to release it and heal it. And I think more and more people are waking up to that and more and more people are open to these alternative forms of healing where we don't have to go back and re-experience shit because what nobody wants to do that. If therapy has worked for you, that's fabulous. It's a top-down approach somatic techniques and unconscious work is a bottom up approach. And if you want to combine the two, that's great. Go for it. Do whatever works for you. Just know that there are other options out there and available to you. You just have to know where to look for them. Amen. Amen. I love that because I used to be really far on the other side where I'm like, holistic medicine is the only way. Like, you know, you get kind of preachy and dogmatic. And now I've kind of come to this point where I'm like, no, like there's a time and place for Western medicine. Obviously, if you're in the middle of a psychotic break, you're going to need an antipsychotic. Like that's just, it is what it is, right? If you get stabbed in the eye, you have to go to the emergency room. There is definitely a time and place for Western medicine. So I don't want our viewers, your viewers to think that. I mean, right. if that's helped you, obviously keep doing it. I would say definitely try and wean yourself off of those medications as you can. And a good therapist will, a good therapist 
doesn't want to keep you on that stuff long term. They just want to get you stable, get you grounded, and then move on. So, and I think that's also very important to remember, especially in the medical field period, there's this whole thing with big pharma where the doctors get paid for prescribing certain medications. And I've personally seen patients with pages long medication lists because they're taking one medication to counteract the side effects of another medication, which was originally prescribed to help side effects of another medication. So it just, it's like this vicious cycle that we get stuck in. But we will save all of that for a whole different podcast episode because yes. we could talk about it forever. So you getting into coaching is huge. What is your goal with getting into coaching, like switching from therapy into coaching? What are you aiming to help people with? And how are people going to be able to work with you? Because this is probably the first time somebody has heard of being able to work with a male coach who is also into the spirituality and woo-woo, who has been a therapist and been on this on both sides of that. So this is like a really well-rounded person to be working with. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that is my goal. So even in my background with economics, I want the people I work with, I, I want the whole world, first off. I want everyone to be healthy mentally, spiritually, physically, and financially. The four pillars of health and Kong and water. That's been the biggest game changer in my health, you know? And so I want everyone to just be the best possible versions of themselves. Every client I work with, everyone I come across, I just, I just want us all to elevate and just become the best versions of ourselves, you know? Yeah. Planet fitness, judging free zone. Like everyone's just going to be, yeah. I mean, really, we are not sponsored by planet fitness. No, no, (laughs) definitely not. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of those very hyper masculine men out there that are kind of preaching this whole different message. The the hustle and grind and keep going and the 4am or whatever. 5 a.m., whatever time it is, club, and you can sleep when you're dead and just keep pushing and going and grinding. And oh, that's yeah, exhausting. Those people are always miserable. They're always yelling. Like, I don't, like, is it just me? But they're always yelling and just like, are you happy? Do you, happiness doesn't exist. Ah, okay, man. Well, much love, you know, blessings on your journey. <laughs> so that's, I guess, what I'm saying is I'm trying to be the opposite. Yeah, lift weights, do what you got to do. I'm all about that, you know, but. Find that inner peace as well. I mean, you look behind me, you got the yin and the yang. Find the balance. All about the balance. That's something I'm also seeing more and more in the coaching industry. There's becoming this bigger divide where there was at one point in time, like all about like the feminine embodiment coaches. And you got to have more femininity in your business. If you're a female coach, you need to allow the ease and the flow. Like you're a female. But the thing is, we all have masculine and feminine energy and we just may be a little bit more dominant in one than the other, but we're not supposed to be living all the time, all in one side. We're supposed to find that balance. And it's like a pendulum. There's times where you might need to be a little bit more masculine. You might need that structure. You might need to create those systems and then you'll flow more back over into your feminine where you need that flow and you need that ease and the structure then supports the flow. So it's all about this balance. And I'm finally seeing more and more people coming into that understanding and the realization that being all the time over in the masculine or all the time over in the feminine is just not working anymore. 
It doesn't. Yeah. I, you literally, I was just about to say that it's not working. They're finding that they have no choice but to go over to the middle with everything. You see it with politics, right? It's either all this side or all that side, or you see it with diets. It's either all vegan or all carnivore. And it's just like, I've tried, I've had so many, like you said, well-rounded, so many different experiences, guys. And if there's one thing I can say, it is balanced. Absolutely. Like that is the key to inner peace. The key to a successful life is exactly what you said, Joe, finding the time and place for both. And I think this segues beautifully into the spirituality aspect of this episode. We're looking for balance in everything that we do. It's not supposed to be all over on one side or all over on the other. So what advice do you have for somebody starting out on their spiritual journey? And what would be the most beneficial for them just getting started, right? Because getting started you can be so overwhelmed with all of the stuff on Pinterest and Google. Like you can just search spirituality on Pinterest and a whole hell of a lot of shit comes up. And it's like, where do you even start? And how do you not become overwhelmed? How do you keep the balance? They could start by checking out our pages. I mean, I have gone down every single rabbit hole. Okay, before I even lost my eye real quick, I woke up to the elites, right? Like all the- Air quotations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the elites, the certain religion they have, they worship a certain guy who's red with horns. Like that's an actual thing. So I think that you can get so lost in the fear that there's these overlords just overlording us and yada, 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 right? But- at the end of the day, you still have complete control. That's what I would remind someone stepping into their spiritual journey that I wish someone would have told me is that you have control. You can choose to engage with this content. You can choose to get sucked into the rabbit holes. You can choose to view this world as this bleak, scary version. When you first wake up, it's oh, yeah. overwhelming. I mean, it's like there's so much very information. Overwhelming. So use discernment. Okay. When you're researching this stuff, guys, like Tune in with your body. If someone's just spouting like nothing but fear and negativity and almost like hatred, it's just like, oh, the elites. And then they, oh, the liberals and oh, the, the sheep, right? They use all these different words to try and bash. If they're using a lot of those words, maybe stay away from them. If they have a more positive, uplifting message, yes, this exists, but here's how we counteract it. Follow people that are providing solutions. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, Follow like people that. that are providing solutions, not just bringing up all the problems and stay away from those flat earthers, please, for the love of God. They went, they went too far. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and that's another thing real quick. You also need to understand guys that they're, I don't want to sound like all mysterious, but like secret agents, they hire influencers, those elites, they hire people to come and infiltrate the movement. Like people start waking up. Well, how do we control that? We have right, to control how do we push the awakening. So let's go control the narrative. Let's find this guy who's already speaking about it. Oh, he seems like he can be paid off. Let's pay him some money. Let's feed him some false information or tell him what information we want him to put out because it makes you wonder, all right, you're scrolling through these Instagram pages. Why does that not get hit with the algorithm? Like, why does this person get promoted? And then there's other truthers who don't. It honestly, ironically, but follow the people that you can tell are getting the little fact checkers and the little things, but no, because that is, they're not being promoted by the so 
called higher ups, I guess. There's a lot of stuff at work behind the scenes and we could talk about this also for hours, I'm sure. But you said something really interesting earlier and that was tune in with your body. So for people who might be out of touch with their body because we live the majority of the time from our neck up and we're very logical society, we live in our heads, we're always constantly trying to think about things and is this decision logical? Does this decision make sense? So tuning into our bodies is a foreign concept for a lot of people. So expand a little bit on that for our listeners. Tuning into your body. Well, let me just do it right now for myself. I can feel that I just went to the gym. So I'm tense. I can feel that tension. So tune into your body for me means closing my eye breathing and then locating that tension so right now i feel a lot of tension in my left shoulder so i'm just gonna kind of relax that in real time you guys can see and that's that's what tuning into your body is and for everyone it's different most people probably hold it in their neck i'd imagine or your jaw like that's probably the vast majority of people that's where we hold our tension so when you feel that start to flare up oh this is stressing me out right drop the shoulders back pinch them together and just breathe and picture it expanding picture your neck and the back of your head it just just every breath it just expands and so you'll learn the more you practice it's a practice it's like lifting weights the more you practice the better you'll get tuned into your body and when you feel that tension you're scrolling through instagram or telegram or twitter whatever where you're trying to get this information from and you're just like oh This guy's making me feel icky. This girl's making me feel icky. Like, I don't like this page. And because, I mean, 13 years I've been in this game, guys, and I've seen so many influencers, truthers come and go, come and go. And I've just kind of been waiting, biding my time till I can step into this space. And now I finally feel like it's proper to step in and educate people because this stuff exists. This is real life. I know it's strange. You have to educate yourself, but you can't get swept in. You have to just be aware of it, make the changes you can and vibrate and hang around people and follow people who are on that same page trying to change it. So going back to that balance, because you said some interesting things about being aware that these things are going on and understanding that you can get swept into it. But there's so many people that I see who get caught up in the fact that there are terrible things that are happening in the world. There are some awful things that are happening in the world. There are also some really amazing things that are happening in the world. We're just not privy to them because they're not pushed by the media. So you have to be very cognizant of what you tune into, what you put your attention into by being aware of what's going on in the world. That doesn't mean that you're aware of it and you're ignoring it. That's not what we're saying at all, because by being aware of it, knowing about it, and also growing in your spiritual practice, growing in your knowledge and raising your vibration, for lack of better terms, we are also helping to transmute some of those lower vibrational energies. And I don't think that there's enough awareness around that because there's so many people that I see get caught up in. There's all of this bad stuff that's happening and I can't do anything about it because I'm over here and this is happening across the world. And they get almost down on themselves for not doing anything about it. Mm. But what are you supposed to do about it really other than educate yourself and spread that light and spread the love and elevate what you can elevate, right? It's like, do what you can and don't feel bad about not going to China to help something over there. 
Do you have thoughts to add to that? Yeah. So two things. So the first one is the savior complex. Okay. So we live in a society that's all about victimhood and savior complex. But you can look at anyone and they're either one of those or the third, which is unplugging. So there's a victim, the person always complaining, playing the victim. Then there's a savior, the person who wants to save everyone, but they ignore their own self, which is the point you brought up is be the change. You see something bad happening. Here's what you can do. Okay. First off, you need to decide is this a psyop? Is this a psychological operation? Is this what the higher ups want me to feed into? Is this what they want me to give my fear energy into? Second off, is it even really happening? How many times have you seen something? And I'm not just talking the mainstream. I'm talking on social media. Something gets blown up and then you do a little bit more digging and then people in that area are like, nah, that's really not, it's really not that bad guy. Right. Or the story was like five years ago. Or it was like five years ago. Exactly. So do a little bit more digging before you repost something or get angry about it and try to bring awareness. So that's the second step is bringing awareness to it. And then the third and final step that most people are missing is a solution. Whether it's the smallest solution, whether it's like, hey guys, turn off your TV right now and just pray. Even if it's just the smallest solution is that, or hey guys, you know, I'm getting together a package to send to Ohio. Boom. I've stumbled upon some some supplements and some stuff that will actually counteract the radioactive effects. That's what I posted about. That was my way of contributing to the conversation without just pointing out what was bad. I had a solution. Here, guys, here's what you can take. Here's what you can do. Providing those resources and also realizing the world really isn't a bad place. Check out your neighborhood. I mean, right now I look outside, I go to the park, I see people walking their dogs, smiling, happy. I see children playing on the playground. Is it really that bad or is that little black screen telling you it's that bad? (laughs) So that's another thing that you can do too. Well, let me just unplug and look around. Oh, all my family's doing great. My friends are happy. You know, whatever it may be. That's that's another solution that I would provide for people. I love that. So back to tuning into your body. We're going to segue back to your body really quick. So intuition, a lot of times can be felt in the body. So if you're new on your spiritual journey and you're trying to figure out what your Claire is, like how your intuition speaks to you, you can typically feel it in your body or some people might hear it or see it. You can use the five different senses for the different Claire's. We won't get into all of that on this episode, but if you've ever had one of those gut feelings about something, that's your intuition. So being able to tune into your body and how your body is feeling in the moment will increase your intuition. And recently my intuition has been through the roof. It's so funny you say that because me and my girlfriend, Jessica, we're just having this conversation where our intuition is too on point lately. I mean, I kid you not. It was like, you know, Google maps, you know how it gives you a couple of different directions. Just a little example. And something was like, we shouldn't go that way. But then we ended up going that way and there was an accident. We should have gone the other, like it's something so small. So lately I've been learning to tune into that. For me, it's a little voice. For some people, they might feel a little pain or they have that gut feeling. But for me, it's just like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like yesterday, a small example, at the grocery store, something so small, the line, right? Pick that line. I picked that line and then immediately the cashier next to that one was like, hey, you can come here. And I was like, boom. So trust that little voice, even if it's so silly, so simple, like don't do that. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? And and as an aside note, I'm really into astrology as well. So in a couple days, actually a couple days, I'm so excited for this transit. Saturn is actually moving into Pisces and Pisces is 
the most intuitive spiritual sign. So to have the planet of structure, discipline, and karma going into Pisces, trusting our intuition over the next three years is going to be a three-year transit is going to be so pivotal. So that's what I would add to it is learning where it shows up in your body or if it shows up as a thought form and then just following that. I promise you it will not lead you astray. Your subconscious mind knows way more than your conscious mind ever will. So where can my listeners find you online? All right. So right now I am still in the process of getting everything cleaned up and all nice and neat, transferring my personal page into a professional page. But Instagram is at Drewzilla, D-R-U-Z-I-L-L-A-A-A. Yeah, that's been <laughs> my one forever. And I'll have that down I'm... in the, the show notes too. So don't worry <laughs> <laughs> about the spelling. I'll link it all in the show notes for you. Yeah. So that's where I'm most active is on Instagram. And then where my other two platforms that I'm most active on are Twitter and Telegram. And both of those are Andrew Quantum underscore. And so Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram are my three most abundant social medias. (laughs) All right, my beautiful friends, that wraps up another episode of the Rise Empire podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. As mentioned before, I will be linking all of Andrew's information in the show notes. If you want to connect to him, just go to the show notes and get the links from there. And as always, I love you and I'll see you next week. All right, y'all, that's a wrap on another episode of the Rise Empire podcast. I hope you had as much fun as I did today learning about all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Remember, knowledge is only power when it's put into action. So go ahead and put that newfound wisdom into play. If you loved this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your words of support could inspire someone else to join our beautiful Rise Empire community. And speaking of community, let's stay connected and continue this conversation on social media. You can find all of the links in the show notes. And remember, the journey to reclaiming your sovereignty and tapping into your full potential is a beautiful one. I can't wait to share more insights, inspiration, and motivation to help you live your most tuned in and turned on life. Until next time, keep rising.